Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? OG Five. It's Tuesday? Yes, it's Tuesday. We're back again for another episode with Mike and my brother. I should have my brother and my friend, but, uh, well, Mike's not quite made it there yet. And I'm not quite his friend, he's, so... He's getting close. He's getting close. <laughs> but uh, joining us from across the nation in the asshole, the, the ass crack of the United States when it comes to temperature, and it's a dry heat, even though my ass crack tends to be a moist heat, uh, joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada, is Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good. We had a couple of false starts there, I felt like. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, You know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to disagree. Humidity plus heat is definitely more ass-cracky. And on those terms, uh, coming from across the pond, across the lake, across the Caloosahatchee River, joining us from the deep, dark depths of the Forum in Fort Myers, Florida, (laughs) is Mike. No use for a last name. Mike, how you doing, sir? Oh, you know, it's just... Ass crack you, look out bel- here. <laughs> you look beleaguered today. Well, we got we got his uh, different side of his portrait. He usually coming head on, right on the forehead. But no, today we're getting like you know the, the side shot, side? the profile. He's like doing his headshots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my USB cable's a little on the short side, so I gotta get it yeah, it happens to. Camera. I think it happens like six out of every ten men they suffer from short USB cable syndrome, but. You know, they do That's make extensions said, for that now, and yeah, if you plan yeah. ahead, then one day you may have more cable than you need, and you have to curl it up and slide it underneath your console, if you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I have no idea what I mean. Moist. Oh, moist. Oh, we have that. I have to make a shopping oh, list. No, no, the moist button moved. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fire your producer, your oh, board op. The moist button moved. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the moist is there and sometimes it's not. Ain't that the truth? Um, <laughs> I guess we'll get the show swinging right away. You know how last week or the week before, or the week before that, I was making a big deal about how I thought my mortgage company was putting my name on a call list? Yes. And I was doing my deductive reasonings and why. You know, well, what's the big deal? You know, this is more of the Don crackpot reasoning, right? What's the big deal? I mean, so they, they sell your name and your phone number. Well, yes, it's annoying that you get 30 calls a day. I just had one before the show, mind you. Hey, I'm calling about the house on this street over at this place. Are you interested in selling it? Here's Dude, a fun game Dude, I just had this happen first time in six months. My first response is to where am I going to live? And they usually One million dollars is my first reply. They just hang up the phone. I want these guys to stick around. I want to discuss. You you call me at 8.56, like, you know, four minutes before the legal cutoff before you can call someone to tell marking after 9 p.m. And then when I, I give you the slightest snide remark, you hang up. Why don't you stick around? Let me let me communicate. We got to haggle. Well, what do you think it's worth, sir? Next time I'll say yes and see if I can get a callback number so I can call him back and harass the shit out of him. But then, anywho. Then try to go up an extra couple hundred thousand dollars or so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so I was complaining and made the assumption, the judgment, if you will, that uh, my mortgage company was selling my phone number to these people because, after all, there's two phone numbers associated to our mortgage, and there's two people's name on the mortgage and the deed, and only one of us gets those phone calls. Mm-hmm. And as we said before, when I called my mortgage company, they said, well, sir, it's, 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 it's public record. Maybe they're getting... No, because my phone is still an at computer's account, which is under my father's name. So when I call you, it says Glenn. Therefore, they should be calling me asking them to buy his property. And mm-hmm. then the fact that the only phone number they call is the phone number, and this is the big deal. Why is it the big deal? The phone number associated with the account, the phone number that my hypothesis, my speculation, keep me out of legal trouble, is that the phone number they're calling is the same phone number that is used for my 2FA whenever we make a mortgage payment or do anything that has to do with our mortgage. And you say, well, Don, what's the big idea? So who cares? They get your phone number. Are they going to do steal your phone? <clears throat> Dateline, one day ago, Mint Mobile gets affected by the T-Mobile recent data breach. Now, I'm going to skip past all this to get to the point of now, why. I'm going to guess Mint Mobile's on T-Mobile's network. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, you better get the shit together. But I'm going to skip to this paragraph that has nothing to do with that. I came across this, and this presents maybe my insanity. My tinfoil hat is possibly truthful that if they are, in fact, selling my phone number with my property, that it's a technical security breach. Second paragraph of this story, while the specifics Google Fi customers is the only one so far we know of, there are several others who encountered the same issues from T-Mobile and that issue is, I skipped, sorry, here we go. The, um, it was already reported that at least one user of Google Fi encountered a security breach that wasn't the same as the other experience. Here's the important part. The phone number for his Google Fi customer was momentarily transferred to the attacker who was able to make password resets requests specifically for crypto wallet apps called Coinbase. So let's say these bad actors take this a little further they go out and buy some mail lists from people like my mortgage company and hope and pray who's to say that they don't have access to t-mobile which my accounts happen to be on and all of a sudden my phone stops working they forward my number to their device temporarily got the 2fa because you know my mortgage company sucks and now they have the ability to pretend to be me because oh we sent the code to your phone number and you told us what it was I mean, it's not too. Now, I do have a question. Sure. With that, uh huh. Usually, when you do a two uh, FA, it'll also say the device name and make and model on it. Well, in this particular case, you're not using an app like Authy or Microsoft. They send you the text message, and all they want to know when you're on the phone or when you're on the website is what is the seven-digit code we just sent you. Mm. So when you're talking to them on the phone about, well, we need to verify your, you who you say you are. We're going to send you a code to your phone number. Bing, bang, boom. It just happened here, too. So we're going to have to go to a three-point where you also have to do that plus go to an email. Well, what we're going to need you to do, sir, is we're going to have to go down to the public square, and there's a device you got to stick a part of your body into, and we'll do a DNA test, and it'll be sent to us momentarily, and we can go ahead and clear that for you. But it's like, I don't know, maybe my... Or if your fingerprint scanner on your phone could somehow... Pull it up. Retina scanners. Scan your retina in order to, you know, transfer $40 to Mike. Okay. Where's my retina scanner? Scan my retina. Hmm. I run into into a lot of stuff like that 
lately with my work phone mm-hmm. where I've got, you know, I have random phone numbers because I have customers that I have to call, but yep. I get a bunch of random phone calls from like all over the US. I get them from California, New York, New Jersey, you know, I get them from Miami and I I get these calls and I had this one guy he called in and I was like, "Hey, you know, hello, it's Mike or whatever." And he was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for Yassel." I was like, "Oh, I don't know, man. You I I think you got the wrong number." He was like, "Do I have the wrong number?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, are you sure I have the wrong number? Like, very aggressive towards I am certain, me. motherfucker, you have the wrong <laughs> fucking number. But, yeah. Yeah, it, my it, apologies for th- saying I think. Actually, cocksucker, you yeah, got the like, wrong fucking number. Like, he was just he was just being real you called me, dickish about so. it. Who dis? <laughs> oh, I, I, yesterday I called one of them back. <clears throat> Somebody called me, and I don't know why I did this, but I called him back, and I was sitting on the phone, and they were like, Hello, and I could hear it's like some kind of bullshit call center or whatever that's in the. Do you have the number on you? Talking and all that shit, huh? Do you have the number on you? <sighs> Text it to me. I have the ability to call these people through my computer right now. I think I can get it. Hang on. Hang with hey, us. Hey, while you're doing that, I've got to. Uh, I've been drinking too much water. I've got to. Well, we take we break. are live here, but go ahead. I know. Well, I thought you were holding it. I thought you were stepping, up stepping to fill out. the void. <laughs> not no, to, not to go fill a void. I thought maybe he was stepping up. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one thing to get 338 phone calls a day, which is the annoying part. Yeah. But then when you start to put the 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 numbers together, like, wait a minute, this clearly is coming from my mortgage company, sell making money off of me. Yeah. Annoying me and potentially put me in a security breach because they are hypothetically selling my information along with my address and the phone number associated with my account. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Did you send that to me? Hang on. I gotta right. get I'm work. trying to log into the app here anyhow. Man, I tried to do a little seawall fishing tonight after work. You know, it was a little too windy, a little too late to do any um, kayak fishing. And, God, it's been so hard to do any decent fishing around here lately. It's just the fish, it's just they're not biting. They're not there. It's just no, no fun. A lot of it is due to the storm and stuff like that too still yeah water pollution yeah. i mean they didn't they did a goddamn number that's all there is to it well we'll have to save that fun for next week because i can't remember the password for my uh computer software it allows me to make phone calls and we don't want to bore no. people completely but um this whole technical stuff and uh, computer bad actors the sophistication of this and by the way any I'm seeing a bunch of this, so I just deleted a bunch of them. If any of y'all listening, any of your parents, any of your friends, you're going to be getting emails. Here's your invoice. Here's your agreement. Here's this. Here's that. And none of it's shit you've signed up for. Do not open, click, or do it. Just delete that shit. As soon as you hear, you know, I could open mine right now and go to my spam folder. And I was like, saw 30 of them today. Here's your invoice. Yep. Here's your adjusted refund. It's like, no. Have you ever noticed the letters are all fucked up looking? Mm-hmm. Like a weird font? Or just like the wing dings or some shit. The the English is always slightly off too. It's like yeah, that yeah. went through like Google Translate version one point two. <laughs> They're not even using the most up to date stuff. Congratulations, Walmart award. You know, or your Amazon account. I'm like my Amazon account even run. It's funny. My Amazon account is only run through my phone number. It's not even attached to an email. Yeah. You know, I'm like oh, you're dicks. Mm-hmm. 
but um, you know, it's funny. Every once in a while, we'll come across a TV show or a movie that was filmed thirty years ago, and it and it almost predicts the future. Maybe it's still a little off by a few years. Um, no, no, I think The Last of Us is going to be pretty darn close. The Last of Us, I haven't seen. Um, this movie I haven't seen, but I came across a clip of this today. <clears throat> came out in 1995. It was a Showtime, straight to, straight to uh, TV movie. Now, nowadays, that's the way to go, you know, because no one goes to movie theaters now. So now they make movies and they stream it instantaneously, and it's not a put-down. But back in the day, if you were a straight-to-TV or straight-to-video movie, that means you couldn't get the budget, and it's going to be possibly a, a low-end turd. In reality, today the made-for-TV stuff is probably bigger budget than a lot of the movies. Yeah, especially like the uh, show you're, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's uh, well done. And so I came and, across. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm good. Um, no, go ahead because I, for some reason, I got to do something. No, I just I know it's based off of a video game, but uh, they've done pretty darn well. I it, never played the game, so I don't have any um, any holding things precious moments like sure. you see people bitch about the halo show yeah well, which i was just like but i liked it it was a different take so, oh it's not like the, it's not like the video game because you know what the fuck happens in the video game and Move it's on. you're you know, it's, you're disconnected because you're not in that semi-virtual realm where you're you get the ooh, jump scares remember the first time you played um oh fuck resident evil on playstation 2 dark room mm. I played it on GameCube. The first time I think I that was one of that weird, those weird Nintendo controllers with the three things that stuck out. Yep. Uh, yeah, the weird dilly bopper in the middle. But anyhow, that that was like the first real game I can remember having true dr- jump scares. Like when you first started, the first zombie jump, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I don't think a game has been able to replicate that sense. But anyhow, I came across a clip of a movie today, and I want you to listen to mm-hmm. this very carefully and what they're saying. Uh, this takes place in the future. Uh, they're in a classroom with the um, lead character. His name's Harrison. And uh, he's in history class in the future. The year 2053. So this is the history class in the year 2053. Well, I have to make a shopping oh, list. It. The kids are going to want snacks. <sighs> <laughs> it's the same drop. It's the same damn thing. That's because I put it wrong. Well, in all previous recessions, once the economy bottomed out and production increased, unemployment decreased. Um, But in the Great Recession, because of new and improved technologies, uh, fewer and fewer workers were required in all sectors. Um, With so many people forced from their jobs, the traditional economic recovery was impossible. Exactly. By the year 2018, only 15% of the population had jobs. America was divided into two camps, a highly skilled and educated prosperous elite and an unemployed, destitute majority. What happened next? Garth? Well, the people who didn't have jobs were very unhappy, and they started making trouble. Like they'd bomb buildings and have riots and kill people and stuff. Right. And that was the beginning of what we now know as, class? The Second American Revolution. Right. And we'll stop there for today. Harrison, can you stay behind? Your grades are starting to creep up again, Harrison. I know, I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. Do you want me to see Dr. Eisenstock again? Hmm, I think that would be best. What is the first article of the new American Constitution? That all men are not created equal. It's the responsibility of the government to render them so. 
Indeed. Well, son, you are one of those men, and for all intents and purposes, I am the government. Now, it was a little hard to take in everything that was going on there, but in the classroom, as the scene unfolds, you think he's just a nerdy kid. Everybody else in the class is dumb. And as you heard, the teacher didn't say your grades are starting to slip. She said your grades are coming up. He's getting too smart. So he had to go to the re-education doctor. Which you heard dumb you down, son. Which he heard you say all men are not created equal. It's the government's job to make you that way. Gee, it seems oddly creepily familiar these days. And how around 2018 is when shit started to pop off, that, which at some point would lead to the new American Revolution. So I said, well, this is a pretty interesting movie. It's called Harrison Berenger. Uh, and that's Sean Austin, if you guys recognize the voice. And I got to learn at this. Um, Harrison Bergeron is a 1995 cable science fiction television movie filmed loosely adapted from Kurt Von Gerentz. Von, why can't I pronounce his last name? <laughs> Kurt Von Gerentz, 1961 dystopian short story of the same name. It was produced by Showtime in the first scene. I'm sorry, first screen on August 13th, 1995, and then was released to VHS in 1998. Here is the plot. Harrison Bergeron lives in a fictional suburban town of Madison, Rhode Island, in the year is 2053. The audience is told that after the Second American Revolution, which started during the ongoing economic depression that was a result of a combination of technology advancement and the widening disparity between the very rich and the very poor. You mean the AI that's going to take over all the jobs? Well, and yeah, because, and not only that, but the tech companies. Expanded too quick through age. the pandemic, and now they're laying off a shit ton of people. Microsoft, Absolutely. Amazon, all these cats, are, all these cats are losing their jobs. And widening disparity, blah 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 blah. To this end, I'm sorry, uh, widening disparity. It was mandated that all people will be equal in all things. Socialism. To this end, the social norm of this society has become dystopian, uh, eagle, eagle terror. T- Egalitarian. Egalitarianism, yes. Egalitarianism. Why, why with the big words? Citizens are pushed to strive to be of equal wealth, intelligence, athletic powers, and the social status to all around them. Except for the people mm. in power, because that's how it works. Through the process mm. of selective breeding, mankind is perfecting... CRISPR. The, perfecting the uh, perfectly average human being. What is not accomplished, though... I'm sorry, what is not accomplished through arranged marriages is made up for through technical means, the most poignant of which are showing only mind-numbing TV shows and the headband device worn by citizens. Oh, you mean like the chip that Elon Musk wants to put in your head? Um, Which modulates intelligence, dialing the person's IQ up or down in order to arrive to the perfect 100%. This is like a prequel to what's that movie? Where everybody's stupid. No, idiocracy. Yeah, but this leads to idiocracy. I'm sure if we were, I'm sure we could find this movie. But all roads lead to idiocracy. Seeing how it was made by Showtime in 1995, I'm sure it's not going to hold up. But the uh, the plot seems very uh, interesting and a little uh, foreshadowing, if you will. It's foreshadowing, and there's things that I could say. I don't even want to self censor. I mean, just look what's going on with the trans movement, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's, it is like they're wanting, hey, everybody's not created equal, but we need to 
have the government push this agenda to be, I don't even know what the end game is. I can't I, even wrap my head around it. I, I think it's a fad. We're already seeing, oh, it's a fad. We're already seeing the shelf life. Well, we know that posted, the, we know that the largest, the previously the largest um, hospital that performed these surgeries in UK have shut down. We know mm-hmm. that um, out of like, what was it, like 30,000 people who had procedures there, like 5,000 of them are suing because they didn't get the professional treatment they needed beforehand when they went to their psychiatrist and their doctors questioning their um, sexual identity instead of helping them figure out what's what for them. They just went ahead and fast-tracked them. Absolutely. And a lot so of these guys are having... Um, Regrets, kind of like people who get weird band tattoos on themselves when they're 16 and at 40, yeah. like, fuck, I got this hatchet man <laughs> under my armpit. <laughs> right. So, it, and I've got two things on this. One, I did post something on Facebook that must have been not Shut shared. Uh, it was basically a guy, it was a meme that I pulled over from Twitter and I added to it at the top. But it's basically a guy saying, you know, I want to I want to get swole, so I'm going to take testosterone. And the next is doctor saying, well, this is illegal for you to take. And then the next panel is a girl saying, well, I feel like a boy. And then the next panel is a doctor just having her testosterone. And my, my whole thing was, is even as, you know, <clears throat> men who in their mid forties or, or whatever, who need testosterone from the doctor has to jump through a myriad of hoops just to get there. It's daunting. And it seems like places like in hospitals in Oregon and that it's just handed out like candy to uh, females that want to become males <laughs> and how, how insane that is. And then you sit there and you think about it. It's like any adult, <clears throat> Think back to the decisions you made when you were a child up to the age of at least shit. We'll even say 21. How many of those decisions would you say looking back were sound? Mm-hmm. None. And how many did you Very end up changing few. your mind within six months to a year? You know, it's interesting. You pointed out, um, I forgot to bring this up two or three weeks ago when we were at the circus circus um, guy down front in front of us to the right had the big gauges in his ears about 45 46 mm-hmm. seriana being 15 so what what's what are those i'm like those are it's gauges people those were popular in the mid to early to mid 2000s and it's a way to stretch earrings out and that was uh, that was one of the popular things that a lot of people were doing and she's like well, can't you shrink them back down and gary's sitting there who worked in a Plastic surgeon's office before becoming a uh, teacher said, no, one of the procedures we used to perform is people who decided that look was no longer for them. And we'd have to snip, snip, so, so, and reconstruct their earlobes because it does shrink down, but it does never, it never grows back. And even after the snip, snip, cut, cut, reconstruct, it's never going to be what it was. Yeah. A perfectly well-defined earlobe. <laughs> I mean, I had, I have one ear that got pierced it got pierced when i was i don't know like can't even think i I did it in new york and i gauged it down to a six and surprisingly it's back down to just a little hole so i mean if you go small you know and you don't put an inch or a two inch freaking hole in your earlobe it, it can size itself back down but once you get up to those larger sizes you're pretty much fucked now fun fact gore knows this in your ears gore knows this i am not anti-piercing 
I, yep. even though I have, I've taken them out seven years ago, I have a total of five holes in my ears, and I had a tongue bar from the age of 16 until the day I started working for Stan and Haney, and I didn't want it click clacking on the air. So the day I started working radio was the day I took my tongue bar out. And I had it since Plus, it made him a little bit of a mush mouth. <laughs> I say that to say this. I am so old that I remember when just the basic gauges came out. They weren't engaged. I mean, you had your basic earring with, that folded in, and then when they first came out with the surgical steels with the screws on, people get through their mm-hmm. noses. I remember that was considered stretching it out. And I had all four of mine to that first gauge, you know, whatever it was, nothing dramatic. and Like the size of a 12-wire or 10-wire? Yeah. And I had that. And I I had my – if you go back and look at the old photos of my D-Train paint, you'll see I had the earrings. And then one day I just – I took them out because I was like, I've had the same look for like 17 years. I want to change it up a little bit. So I just took them out for the purpose of taking them out just to change things up. And I just – I put one back in the other day just to see because I thought I wonder after eight years or however long it's been if the ear if the hole healed up. No, they they still poke right through. The one in my cartilage did. It healed up a long time ago, and that was a shitty one to get because back then, back in my day, sound like an old fuck. They were still doing the clip, you know, unless you went down to OSU campus to get you know the the chick with the purple hair to poke a fucking big ass needle through here. You'd go to just the piercing pagoda and they click clack and put the normal one in there. And when you lay. And go to sleep at night, you'd get the stud sticking in the side of your fucking head. And so, but yeah, I took that one out years ago. But up until, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, I still had, I still wore the bottom four. But I just took so, it out. I just wanted to change So Don and I are opposite. I've never had a piercing and he's never had a tattoo. Correct. Which is kind of weird. I've had both. <laughs> it's weird, <laughs> but it's not. I was talking to my nephew. He's 20 years old about Hey, you want to ever get any tattoos? No, that's for old. It's for old people. That's awesome. I'm. <laughs> I remember when it. it well, we're all going to look like we belong in Jim Road Side Circus when we're all in the fucking old folks' home. <laughs> well, Dad Aged said something ears, to fuck- me. Dad something that said something to me that stood out. But even before that, the reason I never got a tattoo, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but back in the day, I used to be a, a decent drawler. Right, I could actually lay some images an down. Artiste, on paper. is it where? And I was at least smart enough to realize that I could not afford tattoos that are quality of higher than what I could personally draw. And so since I knew I could not afford quality tattoo work, I didn't want to get a tattoo just for the sake of getting a tattoo. Like, you know, and plus I'm from that generation. If I would have, I would have the big fucking tribal band and the fucking. I fortunately did not. Thank God. I would have the full, you know. The full arm sleeve was tribal, like what's his dick from uh, Dust Till Dawn, first one to have it. Um, but yeah, I you just mean don't like say old, your buddy across old, that used to live across the street. Um, yeah, he has them too. Old Ron. Oh, Ron has the whole. Ron sleeve. has the, Ron has the tribal tattoo on it? his arm. No, I'm talking and about the whole sleeve. I'm talking about the sleeve, like from Dust Till Dawn. His is like a half sleeve. Yeah, I'm seeing and a lot what, of people getting. What tribe are you up. from, Don? <laughs> <laughs> Was the old Carlos Mancia? What tribe are you from, Chaz? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I I don't have anything against tattoos. I like well done tattoos, but I've seen mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot. When I got mine on my shoulder colored in, in my day. when I got the the one on my shoulder colored in, it looked really good. It's a little faded now, so it's going to need to be updated. And that's the thing you'll have to, especially when you live in a place like Florida or, or Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep sunscreen on that shit, it will fade. And especially reds, blues, and, and and yellows, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's funny. Mine, mine I, was good. I, I got mine done originally in a dorm room, Big Sky, Montana. 
by a guy who actually currently owns a Did you get your first shop? tattoo at a tattoo party? No, <laughs> no. We were watching. Cha- what were we watching? I did. Uh, did man, you get your party dot? No, but the guy who did the one on my leg, he actually owns a tattoo shop in Lexington called Charm Life, and he does really good work. Nice. No, so, I, once again, I have no... I have I have actually spent a lot of time trying to figure out what sort of montage I would want, but um, I just, just never came around to it. I have my last name on my back, and... Is, it is that like just in case you fall down and you could know who you are? What's that? It says like it's three inches like, above your waistline. It's like I yeah, knew a guy right. who had his first name on his inner arm. Is that like, does that remember? So you know who you are? You yeah, know? when you're 80 years old, you can go, oh, Mike, that's who I am. Yeah, except for when you're no, 80 I, years old, your no, skin's going to be so loose and flabby that's going to be like, Ike. Why does that say Ike? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a big Eisenhower I was, fan. I voted for I, him twice. I, I always, like Mike and Ikes. I always. <laughs> I always knew I was going to get tattoos. I mean, my parents have tattoos. My, you know, a lot of my friends have tattoos. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. That's what makes me the black sheep. My mom you has a tattoo. Gordon has a tattoo. My sister has a tattoo. Carrie has a tattoo. My stepsisters have a tattoo. Who doesn't my, have a tattoo? Me and dad. And dad wanted to get one after Melody passed away. He was going to get a a, a mm, portrait. A portrait. He never came around to it. But yeah. Oh, the thing dad once told me that kind of stuck out to me. He's like. I see people paying for tattoos that I wouldn't hang on my wall if it was in a frame. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking exactly. I wouldn't hang it on my wall if it was art, but they're paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it. And it's like, yep, that's that pretty much sums it up. I saw I saw a really, really cool tattoo one time. I wasn't trying to like He's only seen one cool one once. I I (laughs) I wasn't trying to like meet gaze or anything like that, but Uh this guy this guy Well if you don't want to meet gaze, you don't get a gay bar. T-G-A-Z-E? Meet gaze? This this or M E E T G A Y S S. Are you out meeting gays? This this guy turned his entire tonight. (laughs) This guy turned his entire pelvic region into a fucking dragon. I mean it was pretty fucking cool. And at the very tip you had Prince Albert as for the eyes, and it was just fucking, it looked cool as shit, man. But that that dragon didn't spit no fire. <laughs> no, it didn't. It spit something <laughs> else. It's like the beginning of the new Jackass movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> I knew, speaking of the Prince Albert, there's a guy I knew in Big Sky. Obviously, thank God, never seen it, but I always heard that he had a Prince Albert, but he had a biking accident, and it got fucking ripped. Oh. So he kind of had a split thing going on, but he definitely pulled the chicks in. You know, the old saying, thou who protest too much. If you ever mm-hmm. have that straight friend who refuses to watch the opening scene of Jackass 3, yeah, you know he's protesting a little too much. I just was like, holy shit, they've gone this far? Yep. <laughs> well, you know, when you're screaming. Of course it's Pontius, right? Yeah, and plus, <laughs> you know, they had no intention of getting a theatrical release, so at that point, who cares what the rating is, right? As long as it's, you know. The problem is, is it took me a minute to realize what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, when he was it walking. wasn't instant. I was like, wow, that's an interesting looking puppet. I was too busy <laughs> look, looking at looking at the horrible, like. The, the World War II uh, the, Godzilla type situation. The, hey, let's send down the production guy down to the local, you know, Army Navy Yogurt surplus factory. store and buy whatever gear we think might look like they're crossbreed between Vietnam, uh, the early 2000s and World War II. But, With yeah. a little Korean War thrown in the middle. Yeah. So um, I got my concealed carry permit finally. Actually, it came it, not finally. It well, came this is round quick. two, right? 
Yes, my renewal. Was it there came a, in quick. Was there a gap between the two? Yeah, it was only about three days. Okay. Now, one, I was a little annoyed because I went and got my hair did, and I took a nice, yeah. well-lit photo at our office, and I got my permit, and the photo's bleached out. I mean, it looks like I took the thing outside in 1994. Don't know what the hell happened between me emailing at them and them printing on the fucking picture, but it, it looks funky, but whatever. They were yeah, here, they, uh, here you get the uh, mug shot at Metro. No, they actually, this one, they let you take you do it right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can go through the procedure, but for renewals, since you already did all the shit the first time, they just let you take a picture up against the fucking wall. Now, was your class cheaper for a renewal than your original? There is no class. You literally just pay them 50, hmm. 45 bucks and. I got to take a new, I got to take actually a renewal class. No, because as we stated here before in Florida, our classes have nothing to do with gun safety. It's all about the law. When you go there, they say, Hey, if you came here thinking you're getting a gun safety class, no, this is about the this law. ain't your class, fool. When to use it, you know, and why you need to know when to pull and when not to pull. And they in also fact, can't. it doesn't matter what happens. You're going to end up in jail, at least for the night. Well, they also go over what other items are considered a mm -hmm. weapon, concealed weapon, a knife blade longer than the width of my hand without a permit. And your pocket is considered a concealed weapon. If a pocket yeah, same here. Three inches, be... longer than three inches here. Yeah. And so now they're throwing around the idea of constitutional carry, which, mm -hmm. of course, I just paid these guys money. But that's cool. Um, I'm waiting for the people. I'm waiting for the dipshits. There's always dipshits. I love the dipshits. Well, you're going to get rid of the classes and no permit. People are going to start dying. Well, once again, you, you're you're assuming that here in Florida, the, the classes have anything to do with gun safety. They don't. So they really. Um, now, let's talk about that. Let's let's expound on that. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm the crazy one. But what if for your very first firearm purchase, they require you to take gun safety classes? That I don't know about, but I would say I think. I think they should have gun safety incorporated in the concealed carry permit class. Yes, ours does. Well, I wouldn't even necessarily say in the concealed carry. I mean, if if especially if you're going to go constitutional, any anybody any Joe Blow can buy a damn gun off the street. Yes, but this... how long do you guys have to wait when you go to purchase a gun? <laughs> With or without a permit? Without. Say so you're just going in your first time. What's the Brady? What's the Brady law? Is it three days? I don't think it's a federal law. Yeah, the Brady Bill law, the, the cooling off period. Las Vegas, you can walk in, buy, and leave that day as long as you they run the background check on you. Same in North Carolina. So I don't think, I think it's more state driven. Cooling off rules, rules that allows you to, uh, no, that's something else. Um, well, anyhow, down here, they went with the three day thing, kind of like you hear mm -hmm. in California and all that. But here, here's the fun thing that about makes that. Sense. Here's the funny thing about that. It's three days from the day you finish your purchase. So if you got this motherfucker on layaway. Which I did because I was broke as fuck. I was 32 and I bought my XD9 millimeter and $375 a little rich for my blood in mid-2000. So I put that shit on layaway. Jesus, that's cheap. And when I paid it off. I had to wait three days. Like, dude, I've been paying on a safe. You went down and... there thinking, all right, I'm going to get it today. It's like, or it's a cooling off period. I, I put this thing away two months ago. I'm, I'm fucking cool. <laughs> I'm fucking cool. But no, you had to, it's letter of the law. And um, I'm all for the concealed carry. I'm going to be honest with you. I wish we had open carry down here. But the reason, reason I bring this up is a segue in this next little news story that came out. When I worked mm -hmm. for Stan Haney, you know, they'd have the lawyer on and you'd call him. A lot of people had to question, 
if I get a medical marijuana card, can I still maintain my concealed carry permit? And there wasn't any real law stated at the time, but the and some people couldn't put together what what's one have to do with the other. And the answer is once again, every state's different. But here in Florida, when you sign, you go get your concealed carry permit, you state that you are not addicted to or participating in any scheduled one narcotics. And as you and all not know, to mention, marijuana is still that. a scheduled one narcotic. If you don't have your CCW and you go to buy the firearm, it is still in the literature for your background check and everything else, too. Well, and, not only that, but you've got state and federal laws that, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's two different things that you have to get by. And people are like, well, that's, that doesn't make no sense. Well, here in Florida, I don't know about other states, I'm sure they're, on this particular law, I'm sure they're very well fucking close. If you have like two DUIs in one year, or maybe like three DUIs in three years, you ain't getting a concealed carrier. You can't even buy a fucking gun. Because they're like, motherfucker, you can't even be responsible for these booze. We're sure to hell ain't going to let you get a fucking gun on top of that. Because I've seen people at the store um, who get turned down to buy a handgun. They're like, why? And like, oh, well, it's, you know, call it. and people are getting dirty. Like, why? And then finally the guy's like, dude, you had like fucking three DUIs within like three years. Oh, okay. But yeah. How is Florida about... Wearing a firearm in a uh, bar. Can't do it. Guess what? I live in America. Yes, As long but- as you are not uh, over 0.08 or 0.08 and above, you're fine. You can go in the bar. Well, see, there's... To get things done, when you have... when you, To get things done in states that have places like Orlando, Tampa, <laughs> Jacksonville, Key West... Las um, Vegas. In Las Vegas. Sometimes you have to negotiate to get shit done and so one of the negotiations was is you can't carry in a bar you can't sit at a bar like if you go to applebee's to pick up your food and you're carrying you got to sit out you can't be sitting at the bar you can't carry in a festive festival style activity such as a gay pride parade a fireworks show um can't sure shit can't take them into a nightclub so oh we need more gun laws Pulse nightclub shooting. Well, technically, he already was breaking the law because you can't take him in a nightclub. So what's criminals don't follow laws. What is so hard to understand? Well, I bring all that up to say this. Now, this is coming out of Oklahoma, but I'm sure we'll see it in other states too. Judge banning guns for marijuana users is unconstitutional. So finally, someone's stepping in, and it's coming out of Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, a federal judge in Oklahoma, as we just said, Oklahoma City, has ruled that the federal law prohibiting people who use marijuana from owning firearms is unconstitutional. The latest challenge to firearm regulations after the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority set new standards for reviewing the nation's gun laws. Lawyers for Jared McMichael Harrison had argued that their client's Second Amendment right to bear arms was being violated by federal law that makes it illegal for, quote, unlawful users of or addicts of controlled substances, end quote, to possess firearms. Harrison had been charged after being arrested by police in Lathan, Oklahoma, in May of 2022. That wasn't too long ago. Following a traffic stop, during the search of his car, police found a loaded revolver as well as marijuana. Harrison told the police that he had been on his way to work in the medical marijuana dispensary, but that he did not have a state-issued medical marijuana card. Well, I'm like, just hauling shit for my boss. Sounds like another. Well, see, 
I've said it before, and and things have progressed a lot since then. But when you know this whole thing was trying to get started, how do we legalize this? It's like, well, treat it like alcohol, treat it like any other sort of you know regulated narcotic. Now, Gordon, if you get pulled over with your wife's uh, prescription pills in your car and it's not in the bag showing you just picked that shit up from the pharmacy or she's not in the car with you, depending on the mood of the cop that day, your traffic stop stop could be anywhere from 15 minutes to four fucking hours. And so I can can kind of understand that, okay, well, you have medical marijuana in your car, but you don't have a card. How is that any different than having someone's Vicodin in your car when you don't have a prescription for Vicodin? So, you know, if you want... They're they're saying that they may decriminalize it and pull it out of the Schedule 1. They need to. Maybe maybe that's what Biden's talking about tonight because he's trying to garner some kind of favors from people. Yep. Harrison's Especially told, after popping China's balloon. Which is good for him. Um, I still wonder why, if he truly said to pop it three days prior, how come his subordinates are I actually aren't? heard an interesting theory on this. And it's a guy that used to be a military, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people say that. He said, they, and I don't know the truth, but it sounds like they may have found a small explosive device on it. Yes, that's what I heard too. And it was a self-destruct thing, but it sounds like we may have been able to block the signals on it because they kept saying that they were able to keep it from finding sensitive hit, hit that show the, Yeah, they just hit it with a fair, put a digital Faraday cage around it. Or just they blocked it. They, they figured out the frequency it's on and they scrambled it. And that would mean that it also couldn't receive messages either. So uh, what's interesting, in my opinion, is, you know, China kept saying it's civilian. And I'm thinking, is there anything such thing as civilian in China? Number one. I think it all leads back to the uh, PRC and number two. Boy, they got pretty butt hurt after it came down. Yeah, considering it was a civilian weather balloon that went awry. Now they're asking Which for civilian it back. weather balloons are usually only twenty feet, not a hundred. No, I thought yeah. I thought the balloon was two hundred thirty feet, but we'll get to it that could story be. later. Back to Mr. Harrison. The lawyers had argued the position of federal firearms law focused on drug users or addicts was not constitutional with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Echoing that the United States Supreme Court had ruled last year in the cases known as New York uh, State Rifle and Pistol Association versus the Bureau, Mm -hmm. that the case set new standards for implementing the Second Amendment. Federal prosecutors had argued... That's what we call precedent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors had argued that the proportion of the law focused on drug use isn't consistent with the longstanding historical... Which we already read that, but anyhow. So this judge came back, uh, District Judge Patrick... Weirick of Oklahoma City agreed with Harrison's lawyers ruling on Friday that federal prosecutors' argument that Harrison's status as a, quote, marijuana user justifies stripping him of his fundamental rights to possess a firearm, because after all, I think you can only do that to felons, um, and he was never convicted of a felony, is not constitutionally permissible means of disarming Harrison. So, you know, take that one What up. is a more unstable person, one on alcohol or one on marijuana? One on methamphetamines. No, alcohol. That's You never heard to say an instant asshole just add weed. No, it's instant asshole just add alcohol. How the many, guy on weed will just talk shit, but he ain't getting off the fucking couch. How many uh, stories you heard about the, the wife-beaten husband that didn't touch a drop of alcohol? <laughs> he just, he just, he just took a couple of rips off the bone? No, that, 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 no that's the guy who sleeps all day and doesn't. Doing work. work. That's a whole different <laughs> problem for a whole different time. But. Hey, wait a second. And that's what they should want. Isn't that what they want? Is nobody working? I mean, this will go back to the, the show you talked about and the way everything else is going. Well, and if now AI you say is that, more and more of these state mm-hmm. governments are 
passing it and allowing it. And ironically, mm-hmm. those are the same people that are doubling down on some of their um, their uh, other programs. But the, yeah, marching. To Got the, blue hair. Hammers and sickles. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. What, were sinks not an option? Yes, the garden hose. Of course, yes, we drank from it. You see, in our times, we weren't actually permitted in the household because that's where the grown-ups lived. And we, of course, were children. We lived in this feral world called the outside. Many children today don't understand how this outside works. Most have never actually seen it except for to go to the car and back into the house. But it is a magical place, yes, but it is a hot place as well. And we would have to experience that of drinking from the water hose. You see, and the younglings, the younger of us all, they were not the wise ones. They would stand there first, waiting, so thirsty for the delicious nectar from this hose. But this hose was a viper, for that first taste was hot, hotter than the sun, and it would spit directly in their face. The wisest of us all would wait back until the water became cooled, and then we would take our drink. But of course, you are correct. We did have to do this. They were tougher times indeed. Question: When y'all are saying that y'all used to drink from the hose? Yeah, that's a bad edit on his part. And this yeah, has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. You ever notice that it seems like some TikTok videos start at the be- end is the end is actually the beginning. Yeah, they try to loop it sometimes. That was a thing for a while doing loop videos. When I sent it to you, it actually was right. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I saw another. Did video. you drink from the garden hose, Mike? I did. Okay, good. not only our garden hose, any garden hose, any so, oh, sometimes any hose will do. Sometimes any port in a storm. Sometimes there wasn't even a hose. You just crack open that spigot or that bib. hose bib, yeah. whatever you refer to it in your region of the world. And what you, is it, Mike? What do you call the thing on the outside of your house? Depends on where you're from. Where do you, what I call is it? A, I call it a hose bib. I never ho- heard hose bib until. It's because he's a professional. Until I heard Adam Krola say it all the time. If you want to get real technical, what most plumbing companies will actually install is called a boiler drain. Oh. So I noticed out here, and I'm sure it's the same way there, and it must be a code thing, is now they got a perforated ring around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining it's for when the heat builds up, it can release pressure. But what I hate about it is it blows water all over my house when I show up. I can tell you he's a plumber because I had to take one off of mine when we went to. Uh, I can hate those things. When I went to. Remember how I told you my neighbor backfed my house? Mm-hmm. It wasn't backfeeding until I took that fucker thing off. That is called a vacuum breaker. What that does is basically just prevents water from going the other way. Ah. There's an interesting story behind it, but. Happened to one guy. Time. Go ahead. It, it, it happened to one guy. Basically, the story is somebody had a garden hose in their pool. Across the street, the neighbor had a break on their main. Mm-hmm. The main, shooting out water, sucked all the water out of the neighbor's pool. Hence, well, that would take they put weeks. They, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they invented this thing that basically. It's it's a it's a one way valve is all. It, all it so we're saying well, basically, kind of like the electrical industry, the plumbing industry will invent shit, make it code just to sell. Exactly, and okay. I guess it's cheaper to put an, a two and a half inch vacuum release valve on your hose bibs opposed to putting a six, seven inch one on the 
main water hookup at the curb. <laughs> if you think that the hose bib is two one and a half to two and a half inches, wow, your your sizing's off there, bud. Well, you've got the vacuum breakers. I mean, that's a much cheaper solution than putting in a backflow uh-huh. or yep. backflow prevent preventer or something like that. I mean, those are upwards of thousands of dollars to install as opposed to 30. 10 bucks for a vacuum breaker. Or you just take one more it off quick, and be a man like me. Since we're on hot plumbing too. talk, I got one question for you. Are no. you a fan of on-demand water heaters? Depends on what kind. With a circulation pump. Again, it depends on what kind, but yes. Well, I run yes. a topic. Um, for those of you who decide to change the heating coils on your water heater, notice <laughs> I didn't say hot water heater like some people in the South do, um, be sure to fart your system before you turn that bad boy on. Meaning, go ahead and open all the hot water valves in your house until the gurgling and the diarrhea sounds stop. Because otherwise, you'll get an air pocket in your your hot water heater, some folk like to call it. And usually that air bubble hovers somewhere around the top, around that second coil. And that some bitch you will burn up within two weeks. And you then, mean it's not a cold water heater? It's a hot water heater? Yes, and you buy it the same place you get your, um, Is that like your you, unsweetened um, iced tea backwards osmosis system. To remove the sugar from your sweet tea to make unsweetened tea. Reverse osmosis. Mm-hmm. But back to the hot water hose talk. No pun intended. I heard, a, I heard there was another video <laughs> by a lady who, who brought up even a, a more important point for people in our generation. And God, we're really sounding like a bunch of old white dudes. Mike's younger than us, though. And that is, you know, the other reason why... Proof we, is the uh, vape pen. <laughs> the other reason why we drank from the water hose... Because we knew that inside the house were parents or adults. Yes. And what, where they lived. And what happens when adults saw you? They gave you shit to do. If they saw you, oh, they might Or ask you got you. yelled at. They'd either yell at you. They may make you do chores. Maybe uh, make sure your homework was done. Maybe you need to mow the grass. So if you wake up before they come out of the bedroom and you hightail it to your buddy's house and you're skateboarding around the neighborhood or bicycling around the neighborhood or climbing trees, and you don't come home till 9 o'clock on a Sunday, now it's your bedtime, and you've avoided chores for the day. You, if you and make, when you got, you're absolutely correct, but when you got yelled at, what was it? In or out! Yeah. <laughs> or, in a, or depending on right. where you lived. If you, water hose. If, mine, you, if, if you mine. lived on a couple of acres, your mom would just lock the door and you couldn't get back in. <laughs> been, See, my, mine was... Get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And then the door got locked behind me. I swear I heard go play in traffic more than once. Which isn't funny because we had a, you know, the thoroughfare out in front of our farmhouse, the average speed limit in 1980 was about. That's where I heard it. Was about 45 miles an hour, which I know what you're saying, Don, 45 miles an hour isn't very fast. Back when people had front drum brakes and no power steering, yes, it's, it yeah. was very fast. This you go from 45 to zero in two miles. Yes, this, this is the day of, you know, automatic braking systems, blind spot detection. No, these were bias ply tires. People still driving, you know, cars from the 60s and 70s with drum God brakes. God knows no if you get hit steering. by a Pinto, that thing's going to catch on fire. So. No, that's if it backed in you. You had to hit yeah. it from the rear. <laughs> then it would blow up. But, yeah. Pintos. I remember a green Pinto filled with blood in the back seat. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's because of a goddamn Malamute. The time I saved Don's life. Yep. Damn Malamute. 
<clears throat> I figure after having as many staples in my head as I did that I wouldn't be a big fan of puppet dogs. But well, you notice it's all small dogs, though. Eh, I, I was going to say you don't. It's not like you have a Saint Bernard or anything at your house. <laughs> hey, I hear you're <laughs> down a bird. Yes, we re re regifted oh, a bird. Oh no. No, nothing bad happened to oh, it. Nothing we just, happened? Oh. We just found a, a, a new home for it. Um, Is this the noisy one? Yes, it's the a little orange bastard that no one liked. Um, well, and to give him, to be a little fair to the only little orange bastard, um, I haven't quite determined where, but someone that way, well, yeah, that way, has some of those little birds in their backyard. And so my bird would scream at the top of his lungs trying to communicate with him. So yeah, yeah. It was and you could hear him down the street too. And so Surprised I, you didn't just go off him up the, down there. We, we thought about just trying to sneak him in a minute. <laughs> hey, you want one of these? It seems like you got a few, but I, they got like an aviary out back. Speaking of birds, my dad had a macaw <sighs> when I was a young lad. <sighs> Macaws and my fucking mo- loud. My mother would scream my name outside oh inside the house just trying to find me oh boy scream my name at the top of her lungs mm-hmm. all the time and birds like to imitate every female every voices every morning every morning at like 6 a.m <laughs> mike fuck out fuck out that's fucking great so, so the macaw became a stand-in for her, even having to yell yep. for you huh yep his name was einstein he was the coolest bird ever but that was the the one bad quirk that he had was was that he liked to bite other people besides my father, and he used to scream my name. To, to my knowledge, he's still alive. I don't. Still he may screaming not your name, him. probably. Macaws, macaws, lived sixty, seven years old. Yeah. Um. And, uh, my African gray. All my birds are rescues. The African gray came from a little old lady, and the only time she, he she sounds like a dude is when I answer the phone. She's like, "Hello." So, <laughs> but. Uh, she mocks Carrie perfectly. You gotta give her water. She's like, Want fresh water? Uh, she used to say Tucker's name. Tucker, come on. Tucker, come on. That was our beagle. Now she says Bebop. She's like, Bebop. She says Bailey's name. She used to tell the orange bastard to shut up all the time. And, um, you know, you see these videos where, like, the cockatoo, like, that guy destroys its fucking perch and he starts screaming and cussing and everything. Oh, that's funny. No, that's not funny because that's how the owner yeah. talks to that fucking bird. That's where he learned that behavior and that language from. Yeah. Um, that guy's a dickhead. But, um, yeah, so Sammy sounds just like a woman. And the crazy thing is, is she's, I could fit in her cage. And birds are temperamental. She only likes me. However, both Jasper and Bailey, I have seen walk up to her cage when she's on the bottom and she'll just kind of go over and just kind of chill with them, like maybe tap them. She nice. doesn't bite them. Now, what the crazy thing is, is when they back away, she'll, she'll kind of lunge at them and just playing, oh, I got to pretend, but they'll sit there and they'll just, it's not until they turn around and walk away that she does the fake lunge. It's crazy. That she, is crazy. How is Jasper? Well, him and Bailey are starting to play. They're starting to snuggle now. Bailey's starting mm-hmm. to give in to him, but I'm having issues with the house breaking. He's using the doggy door, but he's pooping on the lanai. It's better than pooping in my house, but I'm st- it's it's a step you know, closer. Um, but yeah, when my when my dogs get the runs, they they tend to hunch all over the yard. They do end up on the patio. Well, the suck thing is, I just pressure washed that fucking thing on Sunday. It was immaculate. 
got all the hurricane mold off from all the water and all the dirt and all the other shit stains. I fucking pressure washed that bitch. Don is feeling proud of himself. He got a lot accomplished. Except for the spots that need to be repainted where the paint's peeling up. And then, like, the very next morning, there's, like, three turds. I'm like, God Big old rolling turd. Hot steamer right on that concrete. Old Cleveland steamer. (laughs) Right there. Old Jasper steamer. Right there. Any nicknames for Jasper? Uh, nothing creative, just Jasper, Jaspy, Jasperilla. And, uh, no, 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 he's not a gassy dog, so no Gasper. Uh, it's funny, he snores as loud as I, me. Um, but it's funny because now you know, it solves snoring a CPAP machine. Yeah, I had a good report on that one today from my doctor, so I'm happy. I like the whole bit Joe Coy has about you know. You're making fun of me for needing a CPAP machine. Bitch, I must die every minute when I'm asleep. I, I literally, it's funny. I went to see my sleep doctor today, and then the first video that popped up on TikTok, because it's creepy, mm-hmm. like everything else, was a lady saying, making a, saying basically she had her, her mask on, off, and she was uh, deciding not to sleep with my mask tonight, my CPAP mask, and it said, stupid ways to die. Dumb ways to die. By the yep. way, did you know that was a game? That's theme song. You play it every way. Here, I almost saw a dude get run over 20 eating, feet from the fucking eating crosswalk. Th- eating three-day-old unrefrigerated pies. That was a theme song to a free computer uh, cell phone game that came out four or five years ago. If you actually go to YouTube and look it up, you can see the com- That's actually a song from the commercial. And people just, for some, somebody just pulled it out of the sky and started playing it again. That was loud. I have to make a shopping list. The kids are going to want snacks. Don't feed them, kitty. That's how it started the first time. I am going to get Fritos, Tostitos, Doritos, all the Eatos. I am back, baby. Son of a bitch. Hang out down the street. Hi, guys. Hey, Grandma. Hey, Grandpa. Leia. Tell me about Chicago. What are you into? I'm a pretty big deal in the Bay Club. That's not up for debate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not popular. Hey, new girl. Leia, you should buy the tab. Pause. This isn't gonna work. I'm pretty sure Osh Gosh Be Gosh here is gonna get carded. <laughs> oh, look, Nick, shooting star. Make a wish. That's a firework, babe. Wish I could stay for the summer. Can stay. Okay, kids, the basement is all yours. Your grandma just hooked us up. What is it? Leia, do you wanna hear about the Donkey Kong conspiracy? <gasps> Interesting. It's kind of like how Cheryl Crow isn't actually a crow. Totally. If you're worried about fitting in with everyone else, you found the people who don't fit in. I still can't believe Jay didn't kiss you. (laughs) Oh my god! My guy's got a bunch of salons. You may have seen his commercials. Welcome back to Chess (laughs) Fest. The Netflix streaming series, The the 90s Show. That's right. The 90s show, not to be confused with the failure called The 80s Show. The 90s Show features Red Foreman, his wife. And uh, The 90s Show is an American television period team sitcom set during the summer of 1995 featuring characters and the locales that debuted in the predecessor, that 70s show. It premiered on Netflix on January 19, 2023. Um, Boy, was that a fucking disappointment. (laughs) Well, I... I think it got a little better, but that first episode was real rough. I 
I'm not saying that it got a lot better. I haven't. But it well, I, like they got their feet under. I'm, them I'm hoping it does. I haven't made it to episode two, but the thing that stood out for me is I don't know if it was knocking the dust off. A lot of callbacks. Well, no. What I, what I was getting to is I don't know if it's knocking the dust off from the long years, but even Deborah, Joe Rupp, and Kurt Smith, they were a little. St- their, little, even their acting just seemed a little rough, right. and uh, it wasn't the same performance that they put into that seventy. I mean, I get the kids are new, but like even the the main actors who, and which by the way, the um, Wait, the first episode's gonna be the pilot, right? The pilot's usually the roughest. That's true. The appearances from the other pre- other stars, which exception of Steven because he got canceled, those are probably the best part of the first episode. I tell you what, what's her name? Looks way too fucking skinny. The redhead. Oh, from uh, Orange and the New Black? Yeah. I forget her name for some reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leah Forum. Uh, no. Uh, Donna. Yeah, Donna. Donna's her name. Yeah, Donna lo- was too, too. I know, but I'm too, looking for the actress. The actress. Yes. She looked it looked like she starved herself. Well, she wasn't exactly fat in Orange and the New Black. No, and it, she, she was perfectly curvy in the 70s show. But she's also that Orange New Black was what six years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, she high. is getting yeah. older. She's lost some weight, yeah. some serious weight. Now I think the kid that plays, um, and it's not a, it's not a spoiler, but the uh, I knew that was him. Also, kid, I, they they nailed the smile. They, that's they, the only one they nailed. Like I told Carrie, said that's Kelso's fucking kid. Just yep, he looks he he's spot on. The Except bo- every once in a while, he kind of looks like Jackie. They they did some serious. That may have been where all their um all their money went to. Oh, their money and hunting went to was that kid. Because even the chick who plays Leia, I was not that impressed with her performance either. And the, well, the, if you think about it, even the kids at the '70s show, if you go back and watch the first episodes, they were kind of rough too. Yeah, I guess they, they were nobodies. They were no names. So uh, I liked it because it, it made me think of the '90s a lot. So the premise is the show centered around Leah Foreman, the teenage daughter of Eric and Donna. Leia. Leia, Leia, whatever. Nobody cares about because Star Wars. Because that's one thing I, I was a little miffed about is they leaned way too much into the Star Wars thing with Eric. Well, of course, because what's the big thing now? Everything's Star Wars. So, you But gotta... what was his job? Back then? No, now. And maybe it's the second episode we'll show it. I don't remember. No, I only watched one episode, so I don't it's know. Professor that teaches about Star Wars. Oh yes, Wars. yeah, he teaches a Star <laughs> Wars course in college. Yeah, because Star Wars courses were r- widely available in 1995. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, teenage daughter Eric Foreman and Donna uh, Pinacotti, um, forming bonds with other teenagers as she spends the summer of 1995 with her grandparents Red and Kitty in Point Place, Wisconsin, 15 years after the events of that 70s show. Now look, I get that is only fifteen years, isn't it? I get it. It's supposed to be a cute story about some cute kids, and we can't jump full blown into them doing mischievous law breaking activities in nineteen ninety five. But if you want me to believe that these kids get high <laughs> for an entire summer off of a bag of fifteen year old fucking weed, your writers need to recalibrate because that shit would have been dry as hell and. Made him cough so bad. Does it say it wasn't kitties? Yeah, I know, but the theory was they found it in I know. the kids, and oh, it's 15 years old. Yeah, good luck. No. I mean, she especially knows Leo. The, especially 1995 grade weed. This isn't the yeah. medical marijuana today. This is the dirt weed, stems and seeds. Well, that would be 1979 grade, but well, yes. Even truer. Even truer. So, yes. Uh, but, God. but but my, my theory is maybe Kitty put that in there because she does know Leo. That's true. 
And that could be a stretch on my part, but that's the only way I could square this thing up. <laughs> only thing I hate about <laughs> new shows and new TV commercials is why do I feel like when you watch these shows and you look at the casting, you can just see a checklist being checked off, all the boxes are being marked. Like this every is all formulas. Se- every that's how it works. Show. Everything. Everything now, there is a new show that I've been watching. I don't know how new it is. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It's called The Peripheral. Very well done. I don't know. Mike's shaking his head, so he may have seen it. I think I've heard of it. I think I, I saw the trailer for it, but I haven't seen it yet. So basically, it is... I think it's kind of both here and in the future. I haven't quite figured that part out. But imagine these gamers, right? Mm-hmm. They're in um, They're in North Kakalaki. Uh, you look at it and you can tell it's kind of modern, maybe slightly future, but everything's still very redneck, very small town. And this guy, kid, they, they got an ailing mom and this, this guy who I think is actually, he is former military, but he's playing these games and he's making money as a gamer. And then he gets hooked up with this company that puts his headset on and, uh, they step in and then it, it's like they're in an alternate reality. But the kicker was the kid was making money, but it was actually his younger sister who was the better gamer. So he gets her in there, and what they're actually this thing controls is actually an android in a different location in London that's very futuristic, and it's it's very interesting because it it starts messing with her uh, health and everything else, and it's uh, so far pretty well written. I have to check that one out. I think there was a movie that was going to come out that was kind of like that. I don't remember. I think it was like a kids' movie or something. Wasn't but... Ready Player One, was it? No, it was. Yeah, this I think is nothing was, like that. I think it was like a kids' movie where they were. There was this kid that the the future sucked, and basically everybody lived on the internet. Yeah, and they could be whatever they wanted to be. They could mm-hmm. go wherever they wanted to go, type of thing. And for some kind of a kids' show, at least that's what it seemed. What I can remember, it, it seemed like. It wasn't that bad, yeah. and I I can foresee progressing towards that. You know, well, that's what they try to accomplish out. in 2006 with Second Life. Remember that? Where are those? Where are the Second Life people at? That thing right. fell flat. And let me let me back up. Actually, they were both I think on the same timeline. It's just that because it's in North Carolina and it's a a rural area, they don't have the nice fancy tech because mm. the 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 brother and his friends were military, but they had these these things built into their arms uh, where they can almost do the same thing. It was weird. Like they could sync up together as one entity, you know, I, and it's, it's old hive mind ARs and everything else. Yeah. Hive mind type deal. And it's, it's interesting show. And um, I think it's a fresh take on a lot of that stuff. Yep. The peripheral Amazon prime. Oh, by the way, I hear they may be canceling um, Yellowstone soon. Well, they really? already ran it in the ground with all the 38 prequels, which I still want to see. But uh, No, they, they're actually going to replace it with another Yellowstone series with Matthew McConaughey, possibly. But it sounds like Kevin Costner wants his filming schedule to get shorter and shorter. Well, the man is like 70. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty intense show. And they, they kind of seem like they're setting up for future episodes when the, the rest of the kids take over and... You know, maybe skip ahead twenty years or whatever. I mean, they've already set up the, yeah. the all the prequels. But um, real quick, if prequels you, are good. If you guys have MGM Plus or you want to go out and uh, do the trial version, go out and watch um, Rogue Heroes. It's the it's a very modernized 
adapt and telling of the story of the forming of the special air services of the British um, paratroopers. It's a fantastic show. It's produced by the same people who did Peaky Blinders. So it's, yes, it's World War II. Yes, it's in the 40s, but the way they do it, uh, ACDC, Motorhead, Sex Pistols is the soundtrack. It's very done very well, and it's entertaining even for people who could give two shits and or fuck about World War II. So go check that out on MGM+. Gordon, are you ready for the news? Yeah. There you go. I still don't have a theme song for that anymore. But yeah. Here's Fresh off the, the news. Pre- <laughs> Fresh off the presses, just because I happen to pull up the news. Marjorie Green, report the uh, Republican Marjorie Congress Taylor Green lady from Georgia has appeared to be the first legislator to try to bring a white balloon to the State of the Union address this evening. <laughs> That's awesome. An appeal made the Republican lawmakers on extremists and conspiracy websites in recent days. Online forums associated with domestic violence, extremist groups, and conspiracy theories have been calling for Republicans to show up Tuesday night's event with white balloons to register protests against Joe Biden's handling last week of the Chinese surveillance balloon that flew over the United States. By mid-afternoon, she posted a video of herself in the hall's Holding one now. Are these the new stickers I, we're going to see on the gas pumps now? <laughs> probably. Balloons. Well, my thing is, is if it's true that we are actually able to learn more by keeping that thing flying and and blocking some signals and maybe intercepting, it may have been a smart move. And he did want to shoot it down earlier in the week. So yeah, over Montana, like I heard someone say, yeah. Montana's a perfect place to do it because it's like the land version of the sea. <laughs> yeah, but I think, but you know, I, and I think I even seen stories, and again, we don't know the truth of the matter, but. It sounds like we may have actually gotten more intel out of it than they did out of us. And if that's the case. Uh, yeah, because they're asking for it back. Good move. Good move. We yeah, want right? our civilian base. We want our balloon. civilian thing that we don't care about back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. So I, this goes I, I back. Think, I think it was kind of their way because obviously they don't need, they got fucking just testing a resolve. I, I think it was their way of showing or proving that Biden is a pushover when it comes to world leaders. And it was kind of that. Otherwise, they could do the same shit with a fucking satellite. And, because you know they're well, they did it, it four times, I guess, during Trump's administration and once at the beginning of Biden's. So yeah. this ain't the first time. Yeah. At least that is what is being said out there. Okay. We've talked about how tipping's getting out of control, right? Mm-hmm. So in from the AP, I was actually going to bring this up last week, but we canceled the show. Uh, is tipping getting out of control? Many customers say yes. I'm sorry. Me? When you go through a drive through a Burger King and they got a tip jar in a goddamn window. Well, and this is what we're going to kind of talk about. New York AP. Across the country, there's silent frustration brewing about an age-old practice that many is saying is getting out of hand and is tipping. Some fed-up customers are posting rants on social media complaining about the tip request at drive throughs while others say they're tired of being asked to leave gratuity for a muffin or a simple cup of coffee at their neighborhood bakery. Mm-hmm. What's next, they wonder? Are we going to be tipping our doctors and our dentists, too? Slippery slope argument. As uh, more businesses adopt digital payment methods, customers are automatically being prompted to leave a gratuity. Many many times as high as 30% Mm -hmm. at places they normally wouldn't tip at all. Uh, And some say it has become more frustrating as the prices of items have skyrocketed due to inflation, and we've bemoaned that issue. 
Now they say it eased to 6.5% in December, but my thing is, it's still 6.5% higher than last year, which was 9% higher than the year before, which was seven. You know what I'm saying? It's so it's compounded. It's more like 40% higher than four years ago. Um, but still remains painfully high. Suddenly these screens are at every establishment we encounter. They're popping up online as well for online orders. I fear that there is no end to this, says etiquette expert Thomas Farley. Well, he is an etiquette expert who considers the whole thing somewhat of an invasion. You know what, dude, Mr. Farley? I do agree with you. Well, and the crazy uh, thing is, too, is if you've ever talked to a waiter or a waitress, they hate mm-hmm. they hate uh, working with foreigners because... They don't t- basically the United States is the only one who falls for this bullshit. Yeah, well, that and the, I hate those fucking those kiosk at uh, dining tables too. And it all started like, because of tax reasons, really. Oh well, we're, we're not going to pay waitresses the same amount of money, so you know, okay, fine, they're fine. Never, but, but Starbucks, tables King, ha- all those cats, they they make twelve dollars an hour plus tips. Yep, exactly. So unlike tip jars that shoppers can easily ignore when they don't have spare change, experts say that digital requests can also can actually produce a social pressure and is more difficult to bypass. And you know what? I actually sit there and I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I don't tip, is this guy going to think I'm a fucking asshole? And not only that, but like when I went to the wrestling match at uh, the, the Broncos Stadium and I went to PDQ, they had 1%, 3%, 5%. And then, like, you had to go cancel and back not to – they, like, literally make it hard not to leave a tip. Yep. And, and that's the problem is – they're even saying it here. Your generosity or lack thereof can be laid bare from anyone close enough to glance at the screen. And not only that, Could, but um, – Including the workers. Apparently, some of – like, I saw a story, I don't know, two or three months ago where a manager at Starbucks got in trouble mm-hmm. because it was slowing down their service time in the window – and so he was hitting no tip before handing it to him so that people, because what happens is you got to hit the tip before you can swipe the card and they're all about service time. So he was hitting no tip, giving it to him. So that way people just hit their cards, pay, get their coffee and go. But then he got in trouble by corporate for hitting no tip. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. And I know some people say, well, maybe corporate should pay them more, but here's the deal. You pay your employees more. It's going to still cost you more. And they're still going to want to tip. I want to so say, at the I, end of the day, the experts say you don't have to tip. Mike, you and I will have to do this because I'll need a cameraman. I want to go into Starbucks. I'm going to order me a grande white mocha hot with an extra shot. And then I'm going to say, can I pay um, Can I pay for a venti cup? And they might just give me the cup for free or they may charge me 10 cents. And then I'm going to hand the venti cup to the barista and say, hey, when you're done mixing my coffee, can you pour it in here? instead of pouring the rest down the sink. I don't know if you all have ever noticed this, but when you go to Starbucks and you order a custom coffee, not a black coffee, but one of the custom ones, they make it all in a universal pot, they pour it in a grande cup, and then they pour the rest down the sink. So I want to get a video, see if I can buy the venti cup for an extra 10 cents, tell them to go ahead and keep the grande cup and just pour it all into the venti instead of pouring it down the goddamn sink. I know what you're up to, sir. And see what they say, because... If they say, well, you we it down the drain anyway, dude. Exactly. That's my point. It's like, how much of this shit, you you know, you have all these stamps all over your, your building about this, this, you ever seen, this was bigger four or five years ago, but they'd have the, the medallion and the wooden bar stop. This counter was made of 87% recycled material. And you go in the bathroom, we use the Dyson dryer to save papers because we care. Well, how much or the flushless uh, urinals? How much uh, pollution are you putting in the waterways by dumping all this <laughs> toxic sludge down? Uh, instead of putting it down my gullet, it's going down the drain. 
So yeah, I want to do that one day. We just have a camera and pay the extra ten cents, and then see if they'll pour it into the venti cup instead of pouring it down the drain, and see what the answer is. Fun fact, Mike. Let's do it. Ninety-nine percent of the water used indoors in Las Vegas gets treated and goes back to the lake. Is that pretty impressive? Ninety-nine percent of the water that of used water, of used indoor water, businesses and residential. Yeah. We have now think about it. We have the most advanced water filtration and cleaning system here, mm-hmm. and you're you're a plumber. That water going in after it's treated is cleaner than the water coming down the river with all the animal shit in it. Honestly, it's probably cleaner than it coming out of your tap after it goes through those old-ass city plumbing lines. Our, our city's not that old, so we should be okay. So you yeah, said 98% I mean, goes to the lake? 99. And 1% goes to the fountains at the Bellagio. No. <laughs> that's actually on an aquifer. That's a separate deal. It still um, evaporates. But, uh, well, that's just it. So 40% of our water, because lake is an issue right now, and California is the only dickheads in the whole thing who doesn't want to abide. They want they want Nevada to use less water and Arizona to use less water. And Nevada only gets 2% of that lake. And technically, we have water in the bank because we've saved so much money or so much water with our usage with just drip. They're pulling out all the grass. I'm like, well, how about this, California? I get you've got. I get you got all the uh, agricultural, but maybe you need to go to the desert style landscaping in all your big cities too. Maybe you need to also find a way to capture all that water that's going down the drains inside and, and, and push it back, you know? So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a little off topic, but, uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting, you know, because everybody goes, oh, those resorts use so too much water. You'll see TikTok videos and yeah. people saying, you know, you're bitching about California's usage. And, and it's like, well, no, this is the reality. Now, 40% of it is the indoor. 60% of it is the outdoor, but it's going to be turned uh, very, very soon. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully uh, the snow and, and stuff's been good this year. If this can continue for another decade, we'll be all right. Now, real quick, Gorm, before you go on your next news story, I want to say this for the news segment because this is a news story. Before the show, I went back into the Digital 410 News archives, and we went to a young rookie female reporter on the streets. It's around 1979, 1981. Uh, we sent her out on a mission back then in our early days when we were still a broadcast station to get people's um, opinions on the new laws cracking down on seatbelt laws and uh, new drunk driving campaigns. And this is just a brief snippet from the news report we did out in the streets in the, I think it was like 1985, 83 in like Kansas somewhere. Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seat belt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to be a communist country. Here, here, Sheila. You put the peg right on that one. I feel like my IQ just dropped listening to them. Well, let's make it drop a few more points. Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seat belt when you're driving. And- 
Pretty soon we're gonna be calling this country. I seen those newfangled cars. They got them automatic seatbelt straps to strap you into their death boxes. To one more time, I'm gonna need a crash helmet <laughs> and I'll start licking windows. Um, but just think about how nice that must have been that those were the worries of the day. Like the here's six o'clock news. People are concerned about the new drunk driving and seatbelt laws being forced upon them. I can't drink, drink and drive on the way home. You mean I can't yeah. drink and drive and run over mailboxes? That's not uh, good. That's federal fence, sir. Tamper Seattle. Mail. Speaking of assholes. This is actually not out of Seattle. The, the story's out of Seattle, but it's actually in regards to Oregon. Hmm? Speaking of assholes. <laughs> a stolen yacht. A dramatic Coast Guard rescue. A dead fish. In the famed home featured in the classic 1985 film, The Goonies. Mm-hmm. Combined Oregon police call this series a really odd event. It's funny. We just told a story about that house recently. Yeah, uh, they're assholes. They get pissed when it takes pictures. Yeah. Along the Pacific Northwest coast spanning 48 hours that concluded Friday night with the arrest of a Canadian man. Fucking Canadians. Damn Canadian. Wolf Labonte. 35 of Victoria, British Columbia, who was taken into custody in the northwestern Oregon resort town of Seaside, according to police in a news release. Eh, police in a news release. That's damn. He, um, he's been pulled from the ocean hours earlier by Coast Guard swimmer. Just after the yacht, he was piloting capsized amid high waves. He was briefly hospitalized for mild hypothermia. Labonte... Oh, Otherwise known as Chester Copperpot. Was uh eh, was discharged uh before authorities in nearby Astoria, Oregon saw the rescue video and said they recognized him as the same person who covered over security cameras at the Goonies house and left a fish on the porch. He just looked for one eyed Willie. Yep. <laughs> Lisa in Seaside, located about seventeen miles south. He was also looking for one eyed Willie. Yeah, <laughs> said that was a horrible name for that character. Uh, said that they found Labonte on Friday evening at a homeless shelter where he was staying under an alias. Oh, you don't say and arrested him on the charges of theft, criminal mischief, endangering another person, and finally, unauthorized use of a vehicle. He's also wanted in Canada for hey. other cases. According to Seaside Police, it wasn't immediately clear Sunday whether Labonte had an attorney who could comment on his behalf. According to uh, Astoria Police Chief Stacy Kelly, oh boy, that is about as white of a name as you can get. It's been a really odd 48 hours. Police have been looking for Labonte since Wednesday when an acquaintance alerted them. This just in, Lee County Sheriff said, on my head. <laughs> <laughs> The video of Labonte posted on social media of himself leaving a dead fish at the Goonies house and dancing around the property. Was he doing the truffle shuffle? That's the question. According to Kelly, the Victorian home was recently sold to a fan of the film after being listed for a measly $1.7 million. Friday afternoon before Labonte's arrest, Coast Guard shared stunning video of the rescue by one petty officer. Oh, how petty. First class. Branch Walton and a newly a newly minted swimmer from Greenville, South Carolina. The 35 foot or 11 meters yacht had been uh, reported stolen by its owner on Friday afternoon. As Does that qualify as a vessel? 
That's funny that you say that because as the swimmer approached, a large wave slammed into the vessel, rolling it over and throwing the man identified later as Labonte into the water. This guy is. He gets around. I'm thinking he's got a, some GoPro strapped yeah, to him. He's and got a YouTube channel somewhere. Shit. Uh, the mouth of Columbia is the largest North American river flowing into the Pacific Ocean. It's also known as a graveyard of the Pacific because of its notoriously rough seas. One more story for the evening. Coming out of one Miller Place, New York City. New York City. Via the AP. An 82-year-old woman was pronounced dead at a New York City or at a New York nursing home, but found to be breathing three hours later at a funeral home oh boy. where she had been taken to. I heard this shit, you only... So what you're saying was the nursing home wanted to... Save... She really woke up dead. Well, the nursing home wanted to save some money on sending her to the morgue. They sent her straight to the nursing home, skipped the embalming, getting the uh, Saturday night special, just put her in a box and throw her in a hole in the ground, and they pocketed Help. the rest of the money that the, the kids left at the nursing home to pay for the funeral. Help. Help. Evidently, her, um, Help. her Medicaid ran they out. can't get up. <laughs> the woman was pronounced dead at one at Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson on Long Island at 11.15 a.m. Saturday, according to Suffolk County Police. The woman, whose name was not released, was taken to the O.B. Davis Funeral Homes in Miller Place at 1.30 p.m. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Police said in the news release, uh, she was discovered breathing at 2.09 p.m. The woman was taken to the hospital. No update on her conditions were available Monday. The case has been referred to the state's attorney general, you don't say. Office for Investigation, according to police, the State Department is investigating. Well, yeah, if, um, you know, it's been reported, I'd imagine it would be, according to spokesperson Monica Pomeroy, adding that uh, she could not elaborate any further on this case. An email seeking comment was sent to the nursing home. The person who answered the phone there Monday promptly hung up. I think we have so, clips of that phone call, that interview, before she promptly hung up. Hold on. Bring oh, out your dead. Bring out your Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. I'm not dead yet. Shut up, you. <laughs> well, officials at the funeral home did release a statement. It says, out of respect for the privacy and confidentiality of the families we are honored to serve, obviously pass off to the coroner, we are not in the position to comment further on this matter. The apparent premature declaration of death occurred days after a continuing care home in Iowa was fined $10,000 for a similar situation. And we have footage Hell, of that. So if you're a very shallow breather when you're old and you're in a home, he isn't. Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. I can't take him like that. 
It's against regulations. I don't want to go with the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. <laughs> well, when's your next run? I'm not dead yet. You watch that, Mike. I think no. he's too young for that. Hell, we were almost too young for that. No, but to us, the reason we watched it is because we wanted to get all the movie quotes that the older folks were saying all the time. That was Monty Python, and Search, for, search the Holy for the Holy Grail. Fun fact, I heard, I found out on watching a TikTok, the scenes were the Knights of the Round Table. All Not the Knights of Knee? Um, we're no longer the Knights who say Knee, we're the Knights who say Icky, 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 I could put Knee. First you must create the largest tree in the forest and cut it down with this herring. No, the Knights of the Round Table, their chain mail mm-hmm. was actually yarn. Because real chainmail made too much noise for the microphones because they did not do post VO work. They recorded everything in real time. And so the wardrobe department had to make their chainmail out of yarn, which looked great, worked great, but apparently once you sweat in it, it stayed wet forever and the cast yeah. hated it. <laughs> Gross. What's that Speaking smell? of yarn, I am done spinning them. Spinning the yarn. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on that Patreon link and then sign up. It's only a dollar a month. You know, I was watching a YouTube video tonight. Where are you? And a uh, guy asked people to go to his Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a plan on our page we don't talk too much about. $7.50 a month. We just want you to sign up for the dollar a month. And I think seven fifty is kind of pushing it. This guy showed a screenshot for Paramount Plus. This guy showed the screenshot of his Patreon for his food food review web uh, YouTube page. Three hundred dollars a month, two hundred dollars a month, and who get who has the audacity to ask their listeners to contribute five hundred dollars, even if it's a year. It's he had two. It's a two hundred, three hundred, five. It may have been five hundred. How is his production value? Great, but who who pays five hundred? Even if it's a year, apparently somebody. Apparently, (laughs) I feel like an asshole. You know, even suggesting someone might want to give us seven fifty a month. Can Can you give me ten cents a month? Yeah, dollar. And by the way, dollar fifty is the lowest they'd let me go, and this was years ago. And we haven't adjusted for inflation. So if you want to support the show, please head over to d-410.com. dot com. We won't ask you for a hundred dollars. We won't ask you for two hundred dollars. We won't even ask. But hey, if you're willing. The most you can go on our show is seven fifty a month, but we'd be happy with a dollar a month plan if you want to do that. That would be fantastic. And while you're there, please head over to YouTube.com, speaking to YouTube, and uh, watch our videos. You can watch us live stream here every Tuesday. You can watch us over at the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast every Monday, all our fishing videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mike, you got anything to plug? Uh, just the typicals, the socials, and all that stuff at TYPB Mike. Um, you and Ron got any episodes coming down the pike anytime soon? Uh, he's been so damn busy lately that I don't know. Can I ask a question? Sure, maybe. I'm going to be that way here fairly soon. Super busy. How? What can I expect pulling into downtown historic Fort Myers where I'm staying? In what way? Like if I wanted to go to the beach. Um, you'd actually just have to hang a left out of or I mean, the right. what's the conditions of the beach? You right just now? drive straight Don't down go. there. No. Don't go. Uh uh-uh. uh. 
I like to take two dogs to the beach. Hate, well, you drive. Well, you have to go up over the beach and go past the beach, go down to the dog beach. But um, he's staying off McGregor down by the um, historical. Center. McGregor. If hypothetically, if the hurricane wasn't around, you would just hang a left out of your driveway and just drive straight for fifteen minutes, and you'd be there. But uh, no, if you're is there going to be a lot of blue tarps and yes, closed down places? There's no? still. Okay. I still have a blue tarp. And I got my insurance check, but by the time I send it to my mortgage company to sign and then mail it back to me and then get on the waiting list, my tarp will probably still be blue when you get down here. Well, I'm thinking this may be an opportunity to create some content. A buddy of mine was showing me some footage he shot from his drone, and I was watching the raw footage on his computer before you upload YouTube. Mm -hmm. And the thing sitting so stationary, I thought he didn't hit play. I thought I was just looking at like an HD photograph until I saw a car drive by. <laughs> but the one thing you notice is all the blue tarps still out there. And he's down off Cape Coral Parkway. So, yeah, blue tarps are all over the place. Because yep. um, I hear Sanibel Beach is opening soon or has opened already. Well, I mean, it's open, but there's nothing to do down there other than being people's way. I mean, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say it because of the few restaurants that are reopened need your business. But um, I don't know. We're going to be doing a lot of cooking at the, the cottage. The The main thing is, is that if you're going to go to the beach, you're going to go to the beach just for the beach because there's not much else. I mean, I got, I got two dogs in tow, so I'm not going to be going into many businesses. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were to come down and, 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 you know, try and go get food or something like that, I mean, you can, there are certain businesses that are open. Your taco got a, a truck now. Yeah, I think I saw your taco pulled in a truck because their, their place got washed away. Yeah. Mm. But um, I went out to, um, when I got the um, insert for my sliding glass door for the dog, I got that out in Boquilla. That's the first time I'd driven through Matt Lachey. And, dude, I still want to fucking cry. I mean, it's it's insane out there. It's mm. just utterly insane. All, everything's just effing gone, or what's left is either sunk down or real high on sticks. It's it's one or the other. There's no in-between. Sanibel is, it, it, the last it's, time I was on Sanibel, it looked like the storm had happened like a week ago. Yeah. Mm. So and there's still, still areas around Cape where there's storm. Pretty debris. tough sledding still then, huh? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be an adventure. It's just three days each way. Three days each way in the Me, city. My wife. How long, how long are you going to be here for? Nine nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. We'll have to take him out on the boat and get him go fishing, do some kayak fishing. Yeah, we got to exactly. figure something out. I, I know we want to go, to, possibly go to a range, especially if you've got a buddy that's got a private one, be even better. Yeah, we're actually uh, um, Sunday the 19th. We're supposed to do it on Saturday the 18th, but I got to take Sariana to the Edison Pray to Lights. We got to do some uh, patching where we got to do some after hour stuff. Mm hmm. And so he's uh, taking us down there, and so in between applying updates, we'll be shooting off guns. So we're we're mixing a day at the private range with our laptops. So we'll set up a laptop and some computers there, and we're while we're waiting for systems to patch and reboot, we'll just uh, eat lunch and shoot guns all at the same cool. time. Nice. Yeah, I'll be bringing a few. So, but, um, but that's going to wrap it up. Falls apart on my road trip. And I want to thank everybody for hanging out, and we will talk to you all next. Week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>